2: Another day in Gator Nation. Plenty of conversation, I think, was uh, going on today. <laughs> I wanted to hop all in. All week. Yeah, all week for sure. I wanted to hop in more. I was having to film some community service stuff today for TV station, So I was kind of out of the office a good bit today. Was it
3: as rainy in Jacksonville as it was in Orlando?
2: Yes, man, I'm tired of it. It's been like three, four days in a row of just rain. And today's been like the heaviest part of it, but it's just been kind of aggravating the last few days.
3: I'm mad about it. Snowbirds showed up and they brought their crappy weather with them. It's not (laughs) right.
2: All right. We got plenty to discuss. Missouri up this weekend. is still searching for that. Six win in the season to get bowl eligible. I'm not sure anything happened in recruiting the last few days. You guys might have to. We might have to uh, remind me of some things.
3: Um,
2: but yeah, I mean, on off on the field, off the field, plenty, plenty uh, to discuss. Has it been, as I said, in the. Um, this here Johnson Decommitment video, it's, uh we haven't, the last bit of good news we have had is the uh, commitment of LJ McCray like three weeks ago, so <laughs> it's been, it's been losses, it's been losing commitments, flips, all that stuff. Need some good news, need some good news. Need a win on Saturday. We do. Most of the questions this week for the Q&A came um, for the Missouri and for the Missouri game. And I I put it out there when I sent that email. I was like, I I know there's probably going to be a whole lot of big picture questions that want to be asked. But while we only got two games left. You know, maybe keep it on talk of the actual football games we only got two left <laughs> but uh i know mostly the big picture talk is kind of dominating everything right now
4: it's, 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 let's just enjoy the last two games that we have in college football you know it's our seasons about to be over and it's the greatest time of the year so let's try to enjoy it even though the outcome may not be
2: what we want We'll certainly try um what I hate to even bring this up um I'm as pretty anti participation trophy as you can get, but there's probably not going to be enough bowl eligible teams this year, <laughs> so there's an outside shot. a five and seven Florida team gets into a bowl game. <laughs>
3: It's messed up if we get into a bowl game before (laughs) James Madison does for what it's worth. Uh,
2: But here's here's the thing about that. They will get in as well. Um, That is, they are part of that rule too. They are deemed ineligible unless there are not enough qualified teams. So James Madison and Jacksonville state uh, will get in before a five win team out there. So, yeah, credit to those teams. Of course, James Madison can't play for the Sun Belt Championship, which is stupid as well. Um, but there is the clause, and the way, uh, and I know they filed and tried to get in motion to get into a bowl game. But it looks like if there's not enough eligible teams, they will be eligible for a bowl as well. So, yeah, I do agree with you there. Uh, it would, it would, it, it would, would would be pretty stupid of college football to give a five and seven team a, a bowl shot and, and not a team like James Madison.
3: Do we really want to go to a bowl? It's messed up to say that, but like did last year's
2: bowl help anything? I do want the practices. Uh if this is if we're gonna bang the drum that this is a young team, we'll then get this young team as many many practice reps as possible. Um, If DJ Lagway is on campus, he has already said he wants to take part in bowl practices. Um, So, of course, that's allowed. So if he can come in and get some reps as well, get his feet wet, uh, that's more practices for him before he'll even take part in spring practice as well. Uh, So the game itself, the bowl game itself would be really secondary to me compared to the practices that the team would get.
5: I'd rather we not get a bowl if we're just gonna get embarrassed again. I mean, that's just pathetic.
2: Yeah, I get that. That would certainly stink as well. Um it would probably. And we only how
5: many practices did we get last year? I feel like it was just like five or six. Yeah, I, mean, I guess better than nothing. I think I
2: think it, it was, was something like that. It's like seven or eight, I believe. It. And I, I think it might have supposed to be eight, and then I think they ended up taking one away when they traveled or it was something like that. I forget. But um Yeah, I get it. It would almost seem like piling on at that point, too, if you are five and seven, go to a bowl game and go get beat by 20. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's just going to add more fuel to the fire. Right. The momentum just going in the wrong direction. Here's another thing, too. Did I do worry? I mean, I I think – I do think practice would be better than nothing, but if we are expecting staff changes and all that kind of stuff, too, how much of those practices really worth –
5: yeah, is it like high quality practices going on? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: So that you know. that would be another way to look at it. I, I would take it because of the practices, but at the same time, taking a look at the, the big picture and who knows how many staff members will be on the staff next year. Hey, I don't know how much value would actually be there.
4: Yeah, that's like you said. It's not like we're getting the full 15 practices because we'll be playing a much earlier ball game you know, like
3: last year. Well, not necessarily. There's a couple of crappy ones after the new year.
2: It's a lot of sin there. I mean, I was about to say there are those two that like hang out in between the semifinal and final of the college football playoffs. <laughs> Maybe it would be one of them.
3: Yep. <laughs> Service. Okay, Academy, well, usually of those.
2: Uh, man, we are really stretching it here. Aren't we?
3: <laughs> I mean, wouldn't we rather have the staff out recruiting? i mean
2: We're focusing I on know. portal yeah you got the portal too yeah so who i knows? mean the portals more important yeah right i mean i remember that being brought up last year grand scheme of things i don't know if it really hurt all that much but, yeah, in but this- I'm
3: down bad i don't i don't care if we beat florida state i don't we can get blown out by anybody in any bowl i don't sure. care but Yeah, no. If we earn it with analytics,
5: yeah, we take it. It's it's just, I guess, the question if we go five and seven, and
2: it's like, but I understand both points. Um, y'all want to start recruiting first, or do y'all want to go through a little bit of Missouri talk? I'll let y'all drive the show there. The uh, one
5: question I, I have on Missouri is I, I know their offense is, is very good. They have a good offense. Uh, how's their defense, Dave? Like and especially how's their run
2: defense? Their run defense is pretty good. Um I, I put I had a I put it in the preview yesterday. Um I think you what you worry there, they are coming off a really good performance against Tennessee last week. Uh, Tennessee, one of the best rushing attacks in the country, and they completely stymied Tennessee's rush offense. Um, if you haven't listened to the preview yet, I will, I will preview the preview. Um, so something that caught, uh, as I was looking at Missouri this week, something that caught my eye, and for them, they put a new wrinkle into their defense this late in the season. Hey, good coaching by them. But they... Went to an odd man front where they were playing a lot of more three down linemen instead of their normal four down linemen, and it completely caught Tennessee off guard. It completely surprised Tennessee, uh, and they they shut Tennessee run game down. Tennessee rushed last week eighty three yards on twenty three carries, and Tennessee had the number three rushing offense in the country coming into that game. So they are changing things late the season, as I said. Good identification by them. Uh, they and Eli Drinkowitz said they are going to continue. Uh, doing that on defense to finish out this year. Uh, so hey, look, at least for Florida's benefit, it is on tape. It won't catch Florida by surprise. I could caught Tennessee by surprise last week, but overall, um, they are they're they're a pretty good rush defense. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to pull it up, uh, but that that you know, as far as a little bit of strategy goes, that caught my eye what they were able to do last week and how they were able to do it. But overall, they are the twentieth rushing defense in the country, giving up 110. Basically 111 yards a game. So uh, I put the preview. This may be. I know some people have wanted to see this offense open up in the passing game a little bit. Uh, this might be the game you see it.
5: Yeah, because um, we're, we're uh, I'm being captain obvious here, but we're going to have to keep up in the points, you know, in this game. So it's not a route, and um, as we know, Billy likes to kind of everything goes from the run game and if we're not able
2: to run the ball it could it get ugly yeah i i guess for me is, so Utah Kentucky? yeah you talk and took it yeah uh, yeah exactly those two defenses stymied uh the, the the gators rushing attack but hey i mean tennessee came into the florida game with a pretty good rush defense as well um uh, maybe maybe you take advantage of it uh, maybe you get something going Napier can scheme up some really good run plays here and there Um, Not as consistent this year because of the offensive line play, but he can do it. Um, You know, look, and to finish this season out, you know, you're you're looking for this team to do something they haven't done all year. And that's just to put a good performance together that it's still possible. Um, Now, we only got two games left to see it and they haven't really shown it yet. First half versus Tennessee was the best. We've seen it both sides of the ball. Uh, can they go put three quarters together? And maybe that's enough for a win in one of these next two games. Or do they have to do it for four quarters? Uh, But, you know, if they got it in them, I mean, you've got to go out there. I mean, I don't see Missouri beating themselves. I don't see Florida State beating themselves. So more than likely, Florida's going to have to play a good three quarters, a good full game in one of these next two games. So for this one, I mean, can you get a run game going? Do you abandon it? Or, you know, we, we saw it. Uh, you mentioned those two games a little bit where Florida would just kind of abandon the run game a little bit, got a little bit too much too far away from it at times. Uh, but, you know, now going against a Missouri defense that's pretty good at stopping the run, well, does it seem like you're running into a brick wall and you don't want to try it over and over again? Um, you know, sometimes the abandoning the run or pass, sometimes a slippery slope. Uh, and it's a thin margin there for being able to determine if you've abandoned one uh, over the other. Uh, but for Florida's sake, I, I hope <laughs> I hope there's something there uh, in that ground game because it really does make this offense click a whole lot better. Uh, they're asking Mertz to go drop back forty forty-five times. I'm still not sure is the best route for this offense. Uh, but at the same time, given how good Missouri is, I'm not sure running into that uh, brick wall over and over again the answer either.
1: Yeah, I'm, any, just getting, I'm just kidding.
4: Go ahead. I was just going to say, if it's any consolation, their best
5: player, their best linebackers out for the year too. two. So, at least there's that, huh?
3: Who? I mean, it's Tyron Hopper. You got to add in, right? <laughs> uh, best, not the one we miss the most. <laughs>
2: That's, Hopper's been playing. Yeah, yeah, Chad
4: Bailey. Chad Bailey's their guy. He's like a veteran. Yeah. Um, He's been there forever, and he's out for the rest of the
2: year. Did he get hurt last week? Uh, I think it was Kentucky, I want to say. Okay. A few weeks ago. Yeah, yep. yep. Yeah, he's been out. I know Hopper got banged up last week, but I I think he came back out there. A um, couple questions here, and we, we, we kind of just talked about it. Justin Wood did ask, is there an upset for the Gators this week? What has to happen? Turnovers, the Gators hold the ball, play, keep away, elite special teams, LOL. <laughs> um, it's hard to see the path for upset given how balanced Missouri is on offense lately. Um, so, I mean, I could take the easy way out and say turnovers, but you know, if Missouri doesn't beat themselves in that regard, what can be that path? And I, I, I do think it is. Uh, some people have wanted to see it. They wanted to see this off you know, this passing game open up a, uh, a bit. The problem is I just don't see it opening up down the field like in, in, in the big plays. So maybe it's breaking tackles, maybe it's Wilson and Pierce catching a 10, 15, 20 yarder, breaking a tackle and off to the races. Can you get a couple of those? Can you get some explosives from the ETN? Maybe the maybe the ground game's not going enough, but there's one, two explosive plays at the right time that you know, keep you in it. I think I think it's kind of going to be you know something like that. Yards after the catch, and you know maybe breaking some tackles, maybe getting some good field position d- due to special teams or something. I mean, I think the return game itself actually has improved uh, a little bit with with Pierce Hall. You know, go, I go back to the Arkansas game, and I know Napier because of some of the special team mistakes in that game uh, that overshadowed uh, the performance there. But he was right; the return game itself was really good in, in that game. Of course, not enough to get a victory there, but. Uh, it's probably to me going to going to take something like 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 that. Um, I don't see Florida just magically being able to pass the ball down the field. So can they get the explosives in the run game? Can they get a, you know catch and run explosives uh, by Wilson and Pearsall?
4: And we do have a secret weapon, Trevez Johnson,
2: uh-huh. from <laughs> That's right, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> there you go. So there's some hope for you. Yeah, we we we, we know he uh, we know he misses tackles. Or did in orange and blue. He's gotten a lot of good he's gotten a lot of playing time this year too.
4: Yeah, that that tiger didn't change his stripes.
2: Uh, Justin also sent in, what changes do, um, what changes, all right, I have to read this the right way. What changes Missouri make in the offseason that made them so successful? Do you think Fardy can make similar changes like Missouri in the offseason so that Billy Napier's tenure can be more successful? Um, I did dive into that a little bit on social media this week. I believe I shared it in the Discord this week as well, but I do want to share a quote from Eli Drinkwitz. Because uh, that has been certainly a popular topic. And you know Billy Napier and offensive coordinator. And of course, that's not really the main issue of this team right now. But can it help him in other areas? And kind of in a way that had been discussed with Eli Drinkowitz. Uh, he went and hired Kirby Moore as a offensive coordinator. That is Kellen Moore's brother. And from Fresno State, but. Drinkowitz on making the decision to hire an offensive coordinator in Kirby Moore. He said, quote, going back and evaluating what we were doing offensively, it became very clear to me that the requirements of a head coach were causing me to not have full focus on the offense. Drinkowitz said at Moore's introductory press conference back in January. I needed to hire somebody who could come in and understand the vision we have for offensive football, the vision we have for our program, and score some more points. I'm going to go back to what Billy Napier said this week on offense. He said, yeah, I'd like a score more to a game. Yeah. Well, can an you know, offensive coordinator get that score or more, you know, when the offense has that lull in the second and third quarters that we've seen a good bit, you know, as I, as I said, I, I think, you know, if you start poking holes at this team, going to the offensive side of the football is not where I would start. I don't think any of us would start there, but is there a more big picture for Billy Napier to help out this team a bit more? Um, and, and and get more a, out of being a head coach, but in a similar fashion, uh, Eli Drinkowitz went and did the same thing um, last year with Kirby Moore, and it's look part of that is too. They're a very experienced team. They were, and a lot of people were picking them to have this jump, not not this big of a jump this year, but people were not picking them down in the dweller of the SEC East. They thought Missouri would be better. Most of it was based on bringing a whole lot of experienced talent back i don't think nobody i don't i don't think a lot of people knew how kirby moore would fit in how much of an impact he would actually have uh and if that would help drinkowitz but i think we can say i don't think it's just hey they're a year older no they made some changes drinkowitz made some changes and it really benefited their team so uh there's a relation right there justin of um you know maybe how that can help florida as well
1: Yeah, and he and he was the he was the worst play caller than Billy was. Like when he when Franklis was calling plays last year.
2: Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, part of that too. You know, he Morris come in and really helped Brady Cook too. I think uh, Brady Cook's a pretty darn good quarterback this year.
1: Yeah, and like like you alluded alluded to in one of your episodes, uh th- this is kind of what we expect Florida to be, you know, in the middle of the pack and everything and be be a top 25 team, the way way Missouri is.
2: Mhm.
1: I'm that- I'm getting flashbacks of, of when we had Muschamp champ where Missouri just blows the doors off. I hope that's not what happens Saturday.
2: It being a road game, I, that's that scares me now. Yeah, you that's know, <laughs> big big and I think well, some of the, the Missouri blowouts that we've had those have been in the Swamp, right? I
1: think – yeah, there, there was uh, – I know there was one in the Swamp. I can't – I'm trying to remember those. I just remember that.
2: 2018,
5: that was Mullen's first yep. year. They yep. came after Georgia. Uh, Drew Locke had game on. Yep. The yep. yep. Okay. And Kyle Trask kind of came in. 2014.
2: Yeah. And, Broke, broke his leg or only got, got, got injured. What in was practice. the
5: score for 2000?
4: Yeah, broke his foot. What was the, uh, the score for the uh, 2013 Missouri Florida game?
2: Yep, that's where I'm going. Florida Missouri game history. I know they won like 42 of 13.
5: That was 14 on homecoming. All right, let's see. I remember that. And their offense had like no stats. Like,
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was like one of the worst possible losses you could have. Um so let's see. So in thirteen in Columbia, thirty six seventeen, Missouri win. Man. So two years in a row, they just spanked Florida, thirteen and fourteen, thirty six to seventeen and then forty two to thirteen.
6: Yeah, I wanna say that game that
4: uh that game in Missouri in 13 was the game where Tyler Murphy like broke his shoulder or whatever he did where
6: Way had to replace him
2: I think you're right and then in 2017 man so when they've put it on this they've put it on this in back to back years so I was like I'll go back one more time 13 and 14 36 17 42 13 and then in back to back years in 17 and 18 45 to 16 that was the weird must-champ game <laughs> And then in 18, Mullen's first year, 38-17. And then they got Dan Mullen fired in 2021 with their overtime loss. Yeah, that that,
1: that weird bus champ game, that was the game I remember where uh, Driscoll was smiling at the end of the game because cause Treon Harris threw that wild touchdown at the very end.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, I want to see. In 2017, let's go to the box score. Is that the one where they barely had any stats but put up 45 points? That was 14. That was 14. Okay. Yeah, that was 14. Okay, okay. So they ran
4: two they like ran two kicks back and like a punt and then they yeah strip sacked Driscoll and scored. I remember that game. That's I remember getting screamed at by my dad for joining in on the fire mush champ chant. <laughs> I don't think that was don't, one think of the games that. I've ever been to. Person in that one. Uh, For weird. some reason. It I was have, just I, I think it was just the boiling point from us, Champ or, have, or uh
2: McElwain. I have got this up. So here we go. It was a 42 to 13 Missouri win. And Missouri had seven first downs. <laughs> they had 99 yards rushing. They had 20 yards passing. <laughs> they had 119 total yards offense. Oof! Well, hey, if
0: I got in here a, big, a bit late, but I mean, what do you you think it'd probably take at least forty points to win?
2: That's a good point. Uh, I I meant to bring up a under under over total for this game. Um, yeah, I do. I think I had Missouri scoring thirty seven. So yeah, I think it would take forty points to win. Uh, I absolutely do. So
0: I think I think we can get to about thirty four or so but i just i don't i don't know if we can get to that 40 yeah that's just that extra down that we've been talking about all year
2: (laughs) yeah i wrestled with 37 30 37 27 um so that's about where i'm i'm at with it
5: I think the weather is going to be really cold, low 30s. I don't know how historically well we play in that. I know, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, that's always been a nightmare every time we play under 32 degrees. <laughs> Florida guys, you know, playing in the cold.
2: Yeah. Uh, if you yeah, at least had if it,
5: nothing else, Graham Lurch would be good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good point. Home state. Um, maybe you're used to that in the Wisconsin days, too. And. Let's see what game time temperature should be. Uh, should be about 45 degrees at kickoff. Okay, okay that's not bad. It, it must have it warmed off. up. I know a few
5: days ago they were saying about 10 degrees colder. Yeah, but
2: the low that's not bad. Yeah, the low is 40, I believe.
0: Have I assume y'all probably have already talked about recruiting.
2: We have not. We have not, at least. Oh, uh, yeah. I... I uh, I gave the choice, and the first question that came up was Missouri. So uh, we will get to recruit. Let me get to this last question um, here, and then we can kind of shift away from Missouri a bit. Um, Jason Fletcher sent in, what's your evaluation of the defense up to this point? Is the issue scheme, talent, lack of experience, coaches, and players? Yes. Yes. Uh, also can you explain how the hiring of an oc will indeed address some of the issues some of the defensive issues and special teams issues so folks will stop with that we don't need a oc the offense ain't the problem argument okay well we kind of went there a little bit already um yeah i just think uh on, on that front you know it's getting napier um some help I, I think i think when these staff changes hopefully do happen after this season some more experience help uh to, to to go along with that um but i think we, we we just see there's probably too much on the plate and we'll, we'll see a billion neighbor come around on that but evaluation of the defense up to this point scheme talent lack of experience coaches and players uh like yeah jokingly but yes i mean uh, all those are are our issues um it seems like it's a different issue every play maybe hey it might be uh, because somebody's young or it might be somebody's just overwhelmed overmatched it might be um not understanding the scheme i mean i think it's it's not a consistent issue down to down that's part of the reason it can't really necessarily just easily be fixed um also at the same time i mean players i mean uh, maybe i'll fully admit i Overvalued the defensive line coming into this season. I was buying into the, and not that he's had a terrible year or anything like that, but the Cam Jackson hype and the Caleb Banks hype and Princely, and not saying he'd play, you know, he's bad or anything either, but, you know, I'd like to maybe see a topic that's kind of come up this week just more as a pure pass rusher. Quit using him as a creeper, quit dropping him back into coverage, let him go do his thing. Uh, if he's putting up these numbers of being a pretty successful pass rusher, but the sacks aren't there, well, give him more chances at it. Uh, maybe it's time for Austin Armstrong to adapt the person the, the adapt the defense a little bit more to the personnel. Uh and, you know, for, especially when you need another win to get bowl eligible. I understand the argument of we need to get these guys' reps in the system so it will pay off down the road. Well, right now, maybe the most important goal is just getting bowl eligible.
4: Yeah, a win.
3: Yeah,
2: win win is
4: most important. I mean, we're on a losing streak. We need to turn that around. And I
2: think a lot of the issues, too. Whatever it takes. Yeah, you know, whether it be some of the the aspects that we've already put out there, you know, do you go full conservative to help limit some of these explosive plays? I mean, we know how god awful Florida is right now at at giving up explosives. Uh, But the problem is, we see. Even at times when the plays are in front of them, they can't tackle. You know, So, okay, oh, great, we're going to put – we're going to be conservative. We'll keep everything in front of us. Okay, okay, can you make the tackle then? I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not showing – now, uh, some of these tackles are one-on-ones, missed tackles. Maybe you get more guys around the ball uh, and at least slow them down enough to where you get more game tackling if you're in a lot more zone. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's – definitely a lot of one-on-one tackling that we've seen a whole lot of these issues this year too. Um, you know, guys are in position a lot of time. Other times they are not the most frustrating ones to me are the defenders behind a receiver. The receiver's back is to the defender should be an easy tackle. And somehow the receiver goes for a big explosive plate, a run after the catch. Uh, other times a receiver or a running back, uh, Another quarterback just shrugs a, a player off. You got ones, you know, guys, the defenders running at the offensive player. They don't know how to break a tackle down. It's an arm tackle, it's a flailing tackle, it's two hand touch. Um, it's it, it make a play. I mean, it's, it, I, I think we're at right now, you know, especially safety and linebacker. You know, there's some youth, but not totally at linebacker uh, right now. Not Miguel Miguel Mitchell at safety, so I, I'm not I'm not going full bore with the the youth excuse, and I, I've said that n- numerous times this week. I can give a pass sometimes for Castell <laughs> and, and Thornton at safety, uh, but you know your edge, your linebackers, your safeties getting exposed on outside runs, and some of that's you know got to do with tackling as well. They don't, but they don't run fit well, giving up huge runs. Uh, so, I, there's a just a litany of issues, and you know, can you get one, two fixed to end this year? If you go a little more conservative, I mean, they, if it was easy, you know, they, they they would have fixed it by now. But um, there are just a lot of issues when we see what we see each and every Saturday and all the yards that are given up.
0: I feel like we're pretty decent in the red zone. What are those stats like?
2: Oh, let me see if I can find that. Because I feel
0: like like the explosive plays are our big problem, and that's yeah. what I believe that's what Will Miles said highlighted with um,
2: Armstrong when he was hired. He did. Will was on that one for sure.
4: I just think we're yeah, soft football, football yards. We're line. not physical. Tackling is is mostly effort. I mean, the red zone. I mean, should get defense should should get better in the red zone. The strength, the field is shrunk down. I mean, yeah, there's not as much room to work. So, I mean, that that
0: we do seem soft. Like the, I mean, it's easy to point fingers at strength and conditioning. It always happens when you're not good. But it's like we're not getting any push on either side of the ball. We're not physical anywhere. I mean, and that's that's in my opinion part of
4: why we're not a good tackling team. Like I said, tackling is. You know, it's a whole lot of effort, I mean, you can have the right technique, but you've got to be willing to get out there and actually make the tackle. You've got to be physical. I don't see a lot of physicality on our defense.
2: All right. Well, I
6: mean, that too, but also, you know, as as a coach, you're supposed to go out there and put your guys in a position to make a play, and then you take a dude that's 430 pounds, and you, you try to get him to go out there and run a stunt. And that makes no sense, so <laughs> kind of concerns me a little bit.
2: um, far as red zone defense is not good guys um ninety fourth in the country at eighty seven and a half scoring percentage. Ooh, so. So nothing, nothing. Even when it should be good, it's not good. Yeah. Nothing's should good. Be better. So, but let me go to touchdown percentage and see if it's any better. Maybe they're just giving up a ton of field goals. Off the top of my head, I don't think it's going to be <laughs> much better. Uh, yeah, I'm in the 60s now. Okay, let's just go ahead and say it's not good. Uh, okay, and just touchdown percentage in the red zone, Florida's 100th. So, no, they're not better in the red zone.
0: <laughs> I don't know why it just seemed, seemed no, to you're right, day. Day. I mean, especially last <laughs> week
2: versus LSU. You know, you had the goal line stop, and you know, that, that, was, yeah. that was one stop, then they had all the explosives, so they didn't even have many red zone chances. But,
3: um, I still think it
2: might be worth true. They went
4: from 80 out every play,
2: every <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so here, here, a, here, here we go. It's a, it's a, it's a catch-22. Florida is 42nd in red zone chances.
4: Well, like like we just said about yes. those shoes, because we give it big It's a catch-22. <laughs> yep.
2: Oh, man. We're That's what I love about this chance, that we go down some rabbit holes sometimes. Never know where we're going to go.
4: Yeah, it's just going to be another game of basically asking our offense to score every time they touch the ball. Pretty much. Because there's – yeah, I mean, our defense may get a stop or two early in the game, but when is our offense – it's like you said, when have we played complimentary football to that? I mean, we had chances to earlier in the game last week to really put some pressure on LSU, and we kind of, you know, squandered them, though.
2: Yeah, it stinks. You know, I didn't want to like, necessarily point it out because, as I said plenty of times, it's not fair for the ask, you know, to ask the the offense to be perfect. But, man, that's what pulling upsets are about. You know, you got to do something. Special. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something special most of the time to pull off an upset. So when you had your opportunity in the first half when the defense actually did get a couple stops, man, how nice would it have been to put 14 more points on the board out there?
4: Yeah, I mean it it's not fair, but it, it is what it is. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Which no it was
6: like, you know, you you can swap scores and swap scores and swap scores, but it seemed like every time the defense and they don't get many stops, but every time they did get a stop, we turn around and go three and out. Yeah. And just, just couldn't capitalize on
2: it. Um Gator Truth, he had a good stat. He um of course you know because i it was a discussion that i had earlier this week of course of you know just the lsu game but um we don't know if it ultimately makes any difference or 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 whatever but let me see if i can find that because he combined a couple of games there this season yeah gator truth 133 um he said d isn't getting many stops but held georgia to a field goal or less on five actual drives not counting the end of the half and lsu to a field goal or less on four drives florida had zero points in response to those nine stops ouch yeah, just a complimentary. Ouch. Yeah, that's the complimentary football. 9. Yeah, that's the complimentary football part of it. Like I said. Well,
1: I mean, it was. I mean, go ahead.
2: They say ultimately, does it make a difference in win loss column? Probably not, but man, I mean, who knows? You put some more pressure on LSU. Do they? Do they fold at all last week? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe still reaching for stars a bit, but.
1: I, mean, I think that game goes different if, if they don't overturn that catch by Jackson. I mean, I think think that we were we were still going in the right direction, but as soon as that happened, it's us it all went downhill.
6: Seems like the last couple we've had like one play and as soon as that happens, it kind of uh is the end of the night, regardless.
1: Definitely. I agree.
4: Well, it kind of is when your defense you know, is what ours
6: is. Yeah, it's like uh, like the fourth down play against Georgia. You don't get that. And then it's just when that thing didn't work, it was over. And uh, same thing with, uh, with them overturning that catch with Jackson last weekend.
2: I still don't know how they overturned that.
1: I don't either. I don't know what evidence.
3: Somebody must have got paid off. When <laughs> the ball moved, but that's not what replays for. That that is yeah. absolutely not what it's for.
5: Yeah, I mean, there was like, what? What's the rules? It's supposed to be one hundred percent control. I mean, I guess his hand kind of. No, rolled. there was
3: evidence in the replay. The ball moved. It did. It, it rolls when he hits the ground, but it's stupid application
5: okay yeah i mean because that it did move and like you know it's like technically you know it's like but he did he lose possession yeah. ah, like you said it's just bad application it's like come on that's a, that's a catch
2: i mean yeah we've seen that same exact type of catch re-rule catch
1: and they all they always say on the broadcast too that it's like there has to be substantial evidence it's like i didn't I never saw any substantial evidence that for it to be overturned. They that's like they always repeat that in the broadcast, and it's like there's nothing. I don't. I don't think anybody you know saw that to overturn
2: that. Yeah. And you guys know me. I mean, I rarely talk refs and bad calls and such, but since we were on the subject, <laughs> I, I, since we're on
4: the subject, <laughs> the SEC officials
2: overall are terrible. <laughs> You guys ready to turn the page to recruiting? Oh, do we have to? Do we have to? <laughs> we, what are you
5: talking was, about? This chat never talks about recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's I why I brought it in uh, the very first, because I, I was like, well, we might as well talk about something different for a change. Yeah, start sure. With
2: that. sure. Um, I mean, we can still talk flips. We can talk Florida gymnastics if you want to.
5: No, 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 no. Go to the recruiting. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: I thought we were talking about flips. I, we so we do have, have a good day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> brown ball might be okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, that might be. That might be for sure. Uh, yeah, guys. Of course. I mean, there's no sugar coating. There's no sprinkling sugar on this. Uh, it's uh, it's not 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 great right now. Not trending uh, right, great right now either. We'll see what Amaris Williams does and. Hopefully he'll never make the decision to flip from Florida to Ohio State, What's trending and maybe be a, a fourth one here. But, you know, last uh, since last Saturday has not been good with Waller, Mack, and, of course, uh, Johnson on the way out. Mack, I think we all, in a roundabout way, could have maybe saw coming, maybe can gloss over a bit as well. Still kind of stinks in this class, you know, cornerback, where uh, cornerback recruiting is in this class right now and so far. Uh, but of course, I think Waller, and we just, what did we spend almost the first 30 minutes of this chat about? It was, you know, how terrible this defense has played. Uh, and when you lose Waller, when you lose Mac, when you lose Johnson, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly is, wor- is worth bringing up for a side of the ball that we know needs all the help they can get. Um, now, of course, the impact of these guys probably will not be felt all that much next year. But of course, we know this was. The class we have circled so far uh, in being a difference maker for Billy Napier, we see the issues on that side of the ball. You had some good players coming in on that side of the ball, and now right now you don't. So hopefully there's some backup plans. Hopefully there's some other guys that will be making their way into this class that can help make up for it. Uh, but right now, um, when the way the season is going, with the way these flips, these three flips have happened uh, right now, certainly, certainly I do not think it's a stretch to say right now it's a cause for concern.
1: Yeah, out of, out of the guys we want to hang on to, Ameris is like, you know, out of all those guys, you know, I, I that's the one I really, really want to hold on to, you know, out of, out of the Waller and, you know, the Johnson and all those guys. It's like that's that guy's got, uh, you know, tremendous potential, you know. I, I, you know, I feel like he would come in day one and play a lot. We need all
5: the linemen we get. Yeah, you got yeah, that right, I mean, too. Um, What's concerning is um, with – The interior D line recruiting for Napier, um, it's getting very Mullen-esque. You know, (laughs) like he brought in Will Norman last year. Now it's like insiders are saying there's a good chance he's gone. That was our only D tackle last cycle, and now our only D tackle this cycle, uh, Johnson just left. So it's like, what? This this is this is like getting this can this could like just destroy a whole coach's tenure if you're not recruiting interior D line. As we saw with Mullen, yeah, you can't really rely on these transfers in the uh defensive tackle, you know. To you know, I, I just we're we're rely on history, Jackson's you know. and Cameron, uh, the, the Banks kids of the world every year to get that's that, that's rough, yeah.
2: yeah. And let's not forget, this is the second, I mean, Florida had two pretty good, at least size wise, you know, Johnson shot up the rankings a bit, but Macaw Burrow was in this class as well, he was a defensive tackle and he decommitted. Now, maybe Florida can get him back because it looked imminent that he was going to flip to Georgia after he decommitted, uh, but that hasn't happened yet, so can you get him back in the fold? But, I mean, you had two defensive tackles in this class at one point, and now you have none. Georgia's full. I don't want them now. Right. That's another thing. And so my thing is – does the way this season go make him look elsewhere? There's a chance you probably could have brought him back in the class, uh, but now with the results on the field, is that going to cause him to go look somewhere else now?
3: The crazy thing is you look at George's class, they have like what, 28 or 29 commits. How are they going to process it out enough guys to get that many people in? I mean, you're a, a... school are looking at that do you look at the numbers or what i mean it's just it's crazy what kirby can do when he's got 28 commits and he's gonna have to process out nfl caliber players to get more
2: yeah on the on bur- on, on go
3: to the nfl
2: yeah on, on burrow um reading on georgia's on three site they still have him as a potential commit for their class Uh, The summary on him is likely will likely take his recruitment all the way up to signing day. Six-foot-five, 350-pound defensive lineman decommitted from Florida back in September. Georgia's been in a strong position since. Florida has crept back into the picture here. Auburn and Michigan are both programs to watch. Dude, how many scholarships do these guys have? Like, it's
0: got to be more than us, dude. This is ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have more. They're going to take 30. <laughs> I don't know how it, uh, how it cycles out for them.
4: It always works itself out. Yep. They'll, uh, the ones that don't, they yeah. They'll – Yeah, we'll take their leftovers. So they get pushed yeah. out. It's okay. Exactly. will always
5: work out well for us.
4: <laughs> we'll, we'll get the Kimbers and the uh, Coxes. Cox. <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah. Yeah, Billy's going to have to close somehow with a D tackle, a left tackle, and a Hold on to that edge because I mean this line of scrimmage we're just, it's just not not where it needs to be right now. You know, it's just
2: Yeah, you mean
3: it's when, we, when you
5: where
4: you win games in the SEC, it's a line of scrimmage league. I mean, we are yeah, you can't terrible. transfer portal those
2: positions.
5: I mean, it's just
2: yeah. There's a it's been disappointing that the D tackle
5: uh
2: yeah, there's a couple of JUCO guys far as. You know, kind of trying to get into the mix for. There's still DeAndre Robinson out there from Orlando, He's committed to Texas, of course. So no. uh, that one's going to be tough, uh, probably to pull him away with the success Texas is having. But, hey, grew up a Gator fan. So, I mean, maybe down the road, close to signing day, some signing day magic or something uh, happens there with Robinson. But uh, also Dalen Evans, we'll see what happens there. Texas A&M commit, of course. So heavy interest in Florida, really dating back to the spring but, you know, does the, the firing of Jimbo at A&M maybe open the avenue for him a little bit more to come into this one? Um, I know there's some question now. He was supposed to visit for the Florida State game, but I think he's now has said he may have surgery that week, so I don't know if he can be able to get into town or not. So, um, Evans is one, I'd still say, you know, to keep the, keep the eye on. And, and Burrow, that's the two guys. But, you know, Evans still maybe not a true defensive tackle. That would, that would be the worry there.
1: The, the thing that bothers me about Johnson, you know, Nasir Johnson decommitting is like we were on him early. And yeah. It's like Georgia didn't even want him.
2: Didn't even want him. It's like
1: they circle back around. It's like, I, mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, dealing with stuff in life, you know, when people, you know, choose me first. Um, you know, you you kinda want to go with him, but it's like it's like Kirby so, you know, just takes what he wants, just like it was with Mullen.
5: Yeah, he's playing keep away. He wants to keep Florida down. I mean, can't blame him. This is what Urban used to do a little bit, you know, you just take these guys just because it just hurts your, hurts us.
2: I don't know if I agree with that though. That one's tough. Um, I don't know if you build a culture the way Kirby's building the culture in a team just by doing that. Um, certainly on the outside looking in, though <laughs> it, it it does look like that. Yeah, I mean it. It How wouldn't be
5: he does that a year, maybe one or two. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm not saying it takes but, but, ten kids to play football.
2: Yeah, but man, and I haven't heard you guys say this, but I heard so much this week of, oh, he's taking the easy way out, or you're going going to Georgia. Are you serious with that? First of all, the competition there is going to be a lot more than it is at Florida. Um, Given how they play defense, you think what they do is easy? No, it's not. I can't. You know, don't don't down the kid because we didn't come out on the winning side of that. You know, know, don't give me that. He doesn't want to try hard because he's going to Georgia.
1: I never thought that. I just i that that one just hurt the worst. Oh yeah, 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 that one that one uh hurt. That one hurt the worst out of all the ones losing because we need desperately need d tackles
2: well no like you said i think the the, the part that hurts the most is georgia not showing interest and then almost as soon as they do it's all right here we go
1: oh yeah it's like it's like you're you're what you're what you're with the cute girl and then a hotter girl finally shows interest <laughs> and you're like all right well i'll just go ahead and you know jump over there to the hotter girl even though the cute girl that's shown you interest and been good to you the whole time, let's just jump over to this other girl that's, you know, flashy and, you know, I don't know. Uh, at
6: the end of the day, man, winners want to play with winners. Yeah. I that's just what it is.
3: Yeah.
6: Man, you're right about that.
3: Eating. Is I guess it I- Darius Hayes on the list of players we should be worried about? <sighs>
2: I go back and forth on that one. I haven't heard a whole lot on that. Um, I think as much. I, as I did
5: see a recent update. He's not going to be visiting Miami this weekend. So
2: okay, I was about to say, and not looking forward, but I will say as much as he's visited in the past. I, it, it, of course, I think it still sticks in your head a little bit. But I'm not hearing a whole lot on on, on that. I think we all kind of knew to look out for Nasir and Waller and all that kind of stuff, but. I don't get that sense with Hayes. Could it change? Of course it could. But, you know, once once my my Mississippi State contact, once my Mississippi State, um, State of Mississippi contact, wouldn't get back in touch with me with Waller, who kind of told me that, you know, Waller was going to come like three days before he committed. Um, Once I couldn't get an answer back out of them, what was going on, I kind of saw the writing on the wall.
3: Good a few visits Miami, they're giving away uh buy one get two
2: tickets. So. <laughs> I saw, I saw <laughs> buy one get two free. I mean, oof, Can I help you do
3: this
2: one? man. Uh, if I live
1: closer, I'd take it, take
2: them up on that. Hey, yeah, I know. Go see some college football. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we'll see what Florida does at corner now. I mean, certainly. Zay Mincy, of course, the big target there. Hopefully, you can finish it off with him. But as we said, if you got guys slipping away from the program right now, what's the confidence level that you can go get your big targets to finish this class off? Money. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we're not going to hide behind that fact. I mean, that's what it's got to (laughs) be.
1: I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see us, a lot of these, you know, I'm not sure it's already been done already. I'd like to see a lot of these schools that are firing coaches for us to go after a lot of those prospects, you know, yeah. like yeah. maybe Mississippi State's got some kids on there. Sorry, guys. Um, Maybe uh, Mississippi State or some of these other schools have got some kids that we could take off their commit list.
2: Yeah, we'll see, too, what. Goes like, what's the chain reaction of A and M? You know, whoever they hire. You know, it goes for assistant coaches as well. You know, that goes into a lot of these kids' decisions as well. So, we'll see where it goes. But man, got to get some good news, whether it be a win or if Napier's got some recruit that's waiting to go in his back pocket or can you make something happen where you get some good news on that front it's got to happen soon we need something on off the field that can get some kumbaya back in here I think we're a long way from Uh, the flip side of that is uh... go ahead
6: I was
2: going
3: to say maybe he can have some kids send out some uh, shutdown recruitment graphics (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah the hostage choice like they had with crystal ball
6: yep
5: <laughs>
6: maybe i was just gonna say uh you know with uh the flip side of, to coaches leaving is hey there's no telling who we might be able to pull in with some coaches coming too if you hire some quality yeah. assistants, there might be some guys who want to come play with those guys
2: yeah good point good point there too Probably all goes yeah, back to the timeline. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> it goes all to timeline. So we'll, man, yeah, just these, this next, these next six weeks, guys, are just going to be, you know, so I guess four to six weeks are just going to be unbelievable with, I think, storylines. You know, we got two games left, signing days, or I mean, you know, visits and recruiting storylines coaching, firings, and hirings, and then signing day. I mean, this all the way up to right before Christmas is going to be never a dull moment for sure. I think I heard that somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we trending
1: for Jaden Ball? Weren't we, like, trending to land him at one point? Uh, yeah,
2: I know. I haven't heard much on that front since that kind of oh, talk, since that talk was around.
1: Oh, my. Well, maybe we can land that Juco defensive tackle this visit. He seems like a pretty good prospect.
6: All
2: right, guys, anything else? Guess not. Guess Just not. need to win. That is true.
3: I get a plea. Let's not burn the house down if we lose to Missouri.
2: <laughs> hey, I've already said I was kind of at rock bottom, so I'll talk about the game. But, yeah, I mean, there's not much to be said as far as big picture and all that kind of stuff. So really not rest, you know, there's not much left to be be said there. What games are we all watching as a family all day? On trying to to see, I can't
3: remember what the schedule is. Yeah, I'm looking up, but
2: we got
3: the slate is abysmal.
2: It is dag. Man, I hate that one. We got night games, and then the day games are
3: the only good games are at night, as I recall.
2: Yeah, Louisville, Miami at noon. So I know we'll Uh, all be keeping an eye on that uh, one. Uh Utah Arizona, man, that's on the Pac-12 network at 2:30. That stinks. Um Georgia Tennessee at 3:30. North Carolina Clemson at 3:30. Um Yeah, thing. Washington Oregon State at 7:30. Texas Iowa State at 8:00.
3: North Carolina would be a good game. Yeah. But I don't care about it, you know.
2: Yep, yeah.
3: there are premier in. programs at this point.
2: Yeah, there's not a good slate this week. We got Florida State for a night game, so whoever's gonna be in Gainesville for that get one last all day tailgate.
6: Okay. What? What? what?
2: kids are right active tonight. It? Harrison. Is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm
1: sorry, Dave. I I'll try to put it on mute when I can. son's just, <laughs> just having a having a blast tonight. I'm
2: sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get some some points in, but it's like he's 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 wanting mid read books and everything. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: there you go. There you go. Um but that'd pretty much do it anyway. Um UCLA USC at 330. Uh in State Virginia Tech. Yeah, this is not a great slate of games. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Chip
3: Kelly because I got the (laughs) feeling they were pretty happy with him last year. They were crazy.
2: That that is uh, one of those winning cure all things, I guess, because I mean, well, it's been no secret. His uh, relationship with boosters and honestly, he's kind of Mullen-esque there. Um didn't really. We did fired him, a, him twice. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't get along with the people he needs to get along with behind the scenes, and of course you can overlook that uh, a bit when you're winning. Uh, probably one more last year than some expected, but of course this year the record um, nowhere near as good, uh, and they uh, they got tired of it pretty quick this year. So uh, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Um, I could see him being one of those guys if he's not going to. You know, kiss the boosters' hands and not really fully engage with NIL and stuff. He could just be one of those guys that's just done, tired of it, um, or go to worse, a, a, another school where it doesn't really mean as much. There, and, you know, UCLA is making that jump to the Big Ten, so I think I, I do kind of credit them in a way for jumping out in front of it, and making this conference move, and being like, "Hey, we 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 can't afford somebody at the helm who's not going to take those things serious." Uh, as we make this jump, so I was like, you know, they'll be on their way of moving away from him, but
3: I guess, I mean, it it looked like they're on the path to like, I mean, USC, Lincoln Riley isn't the wonder kid, you know, going undefeated, uh, I mean. Looks like they got a shot there. Like, I, I, guess, I guess he has to be exactly rubbing in the Dan wrong way. Right?
2: Yeah. I mean, he has to be rubbing in the wrong way. I mean, he beat USC. That's a seven and four. I mean, they could end the season eight and four. Yep.
3: No, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, that that's why you fire him. So that if you beat. Yeah, you, a USC, you don't have to keep them another year is what they figure.
2: I, I don't know. I guess, you know, go ahead and make the decision. You know, if you know long term, it's not the goal. Don't let him save his job. A la at Orgeron a few years ago. I know, I know it's a different.
3: To- go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just agreeing.
1: No, I mean, I know it's a different topic for a different time, but uh. I know with uh, Jed Fish doing a good job at Arizona this year, He, you know, he's a former Gator and everything. What, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, what, what a job he's doing in Arizona this year?
2: Good job there. Um, I need to see more before I uh, consider Yeah, you know, anything. Um, I, I need more than one year. Uh, but certainly with this year, uh, it puts him on the radar of what he is going to continue to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's 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 where I was at, too. guy got, got to see a lot more because he's 14 and 21 as a coach.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and honestly, the reputation of him as even as an offensive coordinator has not been all that great <laughs> in recent years. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, maybe he's a better head coach, ultimately.
3: I don't understand how he's doing it exactly, to be honest. <laughs> it's just working, you know? Yeah is a senior-laden team, you know, that they, they got their own plans. I, I don't get it.
2: Not sure. I mean, I know they were projected to be pretty terrible this year.
1: Yeah, that quarterback they got, I don't know where they got him from, but he's he's like, like out, out of this world good. Like, I don't, I don't know where they got him from, but it, he's been the difference, it seems like.
2: I have not watched a whole lot of them, so.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't watched too many games. I just, here and there, like flipping over through, through games. I remember the Mississippi yeah. State game. He was really good. But I've I, probably watched probably about as much of them as you have, Dave.
2: All right, guys. Thanks for hopping on here. Another chat.
1: Thanks, Dave. Good
2: yeah, good conversations tonight. As I said, we never know where we're going with some of these. But I think we, we, hit, the pretty, we hit the topics pretty good tonight. Missouri coming up. Of course, recruiting storylines not trending too well for Florida. Hopefully, some better news on the way, on off the field for the Gators. But everybody, thank you for being Gators Breakdown Plus members. Your support out there really, really means a whole lot. I know we're kind of going through some group therapy sessions right now, but uh, hey, we'll we'll go through it all together right there. But everybody, thanks for yeah. being Gators Breakdown Plus members, and I'll catch you next week.
1: Got it. Uh, go gators
2: go gators ocho was that you with the uh no it wasn't ocho who did the sound effect (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah how'd we get the outro music it was pretty cool
2: that was ocho said he's been waiting to try the soundboard so i thought it was him but i didn't see him in here